Hello, I'm Curtis Powers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I really appreciate it. I wanted to emphasize to you the importance of Fasting Fridays once again. As I study the news each week and see all the things that are going on, we really need God's help in everything that we're doing, everything that we want to do, everything we're trying to do. And fasting on Fridays with us is just a great way to really be in tune and in touch with the Lord on what he would have you to do and then just asking his blessing upon what he has given you to do. But I just, I think our efforts on their own with the way things are, aren't going to do anything if he's not actively participating in that. This week, we're going to do a bunch of questions from you on a variety of topics, but also get into the sound of freedom and some of the revelations that have come out about some of that over the last week or so. And then we'll get into the depopulation agenda. It is number one on the list now. It's been an agenda item of theirs for decades, but now it's really in earnest. They realize they've got to cut population. There's way too many people to control, so we'll get into that as well. But a lot of different things I think will help you understand the times better. But thank you so much for joining me. I want to cover just a few good news stories before we get into the regular news. And for those watching on the different platforms, every week down below, and I encourage you to to read them, we have all the good news of the week too, all the stories that are encouraging about people making a difference and doing something. So subscribers, make sure you read that each week to be encouraged and motivated. But also those that are not subscribers, consider going to agendaweekly.com to sign up there to get all these types of things that we provide each week. But here's a few good ones. In-N-Out Burger, which is one of my favorite places. It's in California. They still have a little Bible verse on their cup and everything, and they have great, great food. Um, They changed their mask policy this week. In-N-Out came under fire after announcing they will require employees to show medical documentation if they wear a mask on the job. The company mask policy states no mask shall be worn unless an associate has a valid medical note exempting him or her from this requirement. Associates who wear masks for medical reasons must wear a company-provided N95 mask. So they're kind of saying enough to the foolishness of masks. And if you're going to have one and have a medical reason for one, it has to be one that would do something. So anyway, that's great. The next story is Nobel Prize winner speaks against climate change. He said this in his speech. I don't believe there is a climate crisis. Misinformation is being spread by those with political and opportunistic motives. Isn't that the case? Al Gore (laughs) and many others. Republican County calls COVID shot bioweapon, which is great down in Florida. (laughs) They uh, classified it as that. On behalf of the preservation of the human race, The Brevard County Republican Party calls upon Governor DeSantis and the state legislature to prohibit the sale and distribution of COVID-19 injections and all related injections in the state of Florida. And uh, that's encouraging. And the last thing here that I'll cover, and there's many more below, Brazil's church population is booming. When they got their election robbed from them, And I know for the last 10 years or so, there's been a revival going on there. I knew God was going to be doing something with it. Sometimes, most of the time, hard times draw us closer to the Lord. And it grows the church like in China. Look at the church in America where there's hardly any persecution or any problems. It's just dissolving into nothing. But a study conducted by a university there reveals that the number of evangelical churches in Brazil has skyrocketed by 543% in just 20 years, with 109,560 churches operating in the nation right now. So that's encouraging. A few news stories as we get into what's going on in the world this week. The Biden administration is setting rules that looks like it will outlaw the private ownership of gas-powered portable generators. And so 
That's very interesting. It's part of the thing they're doing to outlaw gas stoves in people's homes, which means I'm getting one soon, which I am. <laughs> just been looking at them. Anyway, there's a lot of details there, but you might want to consider getting a portable gas power generator if you don't have one. And if you think you might need one in the future, as the old saying goes that we've talked about before, better seven years early than seven minutes late on everything. That is a good policy to go by. But they're trying to, you know, outlaw those things because they help you be self-sufficient. If you have your own power supply, then you're not dependent on them and their power supply. They know they're creating the conditions for power outages by encouraging people to get more and more electric vehicles without increasing the amount of electricity available means there's going to be problems with the power grid. They've also talked about how our side, those that love America, are going to you know, somehow hack the power grid in the near future. They've talked about it quite a bit, so it probably means they're going to do that, and they don't want you prepared for that. They want to have a catastrophe that is under their control, and they're the ones pushing the guidelines for it. Another issue we've brought up before, but it hit close to home this week because it happened to a friend, but we have some friends that are missionaries in Romania, the Geis family, and he had to have a transfusion last November. He asked for unvaccinated blood, and of course they said, what are you talking about? It made him mad. Uh, we don't keep vaccinated, unvaccinated blood separate, which we've talked about before, but that's significant. That means the blood supply of the United States is tainted. Well, he had to have a transfusion, so they gave him whatever blood was available. Since then, that was November, he's had two heart attacks. He just had another one this week. He's in critical condition, so I'd appreciate you praying for the guy's family. But we need to wake up because that is something that uh, could happen to any of us. You know people, friends, family members that have the same blood type you do. So you could find out, if I needed blood, here's the people I would call immediately to get it. We need to do that because we don't want the blood that's in the system. Something you've all seen, I've seen, everybody has noticed over the last 50 years is everything has been flipped on its head. Children that were once protected and cherished by everyone have been now the target of every offensive, immoral, disgusting, evil thing at the youngest age possible. All the values and morals we once held in America have been redefined as evil and immoral. Part of the politically correct movement has been over the last 50, 60 years is to change the definitions of words, which is vital because then no one's really communicating. And that's why now the other side, like Kamala Harris and people like that, will talk about how they're doing what is morally right when they're not. <laughs> um, it's all the exact opposite. Now morality is defined as anyone who is encouraging bad behavior, self-destructive practices, immorality, and the abortion and mutilation of children. They are moral. And anyone that is not for those things, you are immoral. You are evil. Of course, that's a lie. But that's how far it's gone. In, in Isaiah 5.20, it says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Think about that. Now, for people to call evil good, that's gone on forever. Well, this isn't really that bad. That's not that big a deal. Everybody does it. I mean, that's been normal. But we've transitioned now from just that, excusing sin, excusing evil, to now saying good is evil. You're a pro-lifer, you're evil. How could you be so hateful to defend the unborn? <laughs> I mean, it's so flipped. It shows that we are in trouble. When a culture and a civilization are actively destroying their own children, when that happens, you know God is judging you. And I know you know that, and as Christians, that should sober us and, um, and drive us to our knees. God, we deserve to be judged. Please judge the wicked, but spare the righteous so we can continue to grow and multiply and influence and share the truth. And so, anyway, I just, 
that's something that some of the things I'm talking about today are, are fit into that. It's all the opposite. Now, depopulation is the name of the game. Get rid of these human beings. They're not made in the image of God. They're not special. They're just evolved animals. There's too many of them. And now we need to eliminate them by any means necessary. And that's the agenda for the future. For the next 10 years, that's the agenda. And you will see wars. You will see pandemics. You will see all sorts of things happening. Poisons being sprayed in the sky. And we'll talk about some of those things going on right now. All these things, the, the growth of the human trafficking and child trafficking. Just think about that. For there to be millions of children that are being trafficked, what does that mean? Have you ever thought about that part of it? That means there has to be tens and hundreds of millions of people that want to abuse children in that way. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a market for it. So it's, it's, it's stunning when you think about it. When you say no to God, no to his commandments, no to his principles, no to his precepts, no to prayer, no to 10 commandments, that's what you get. You get a culture where there's worldwide hundreds of millions of people that their thing that they get a kick out of is hurting children. That's the world we're in right now. Now, the sound of freedom movie, which I encourage you to support because I think it draws attention to that issue that a lot of people, I think, are still in a fantasy world, not realizing what a big deal it is and how often it happens and how many people are slaves, worldwide children in that system. But as is so many things in life, as it comes out, and I think it's a good thing still, I was studying some of the research other people put out on being cautious about who uh, the people that made that film, Angel Studios, is promoting you to donate to and stuff like that. So I want you to watch this clip right here. It's by Greg Reese. He has a lot of great videos he puts out, but it identifies some major problems. So it's not cutting on the fact that this child trafficking needs to be exposed and stopped. It's not doing that but it's wanting to make sure we are not being used and our concern for others is not being manipulated. So we're giving to organizations that are actually encouraging child trafficking and things like that. But watch this video and then we'll talk about it. Many good-hearted people have strong emotions about the environment and their emotions are so strong that they have been manipulated by a corrupt government to castrate themselves and castrate their own children to save the earth from climate change. This should teach us something about our emotions. They can blind us from logic and reason, and we all have them. This report is not a critique of the film, The Sound of Freedom. I saw this film and I appreciate that it is bringing awareness to a subject that I personally have very strong emotions about. This report is about a clear red flag that people should be aware of so that we don't allow our emotions to blind us from logic and reason. According to MK Ultra whistleblowers, the CIA acquired children for Project Monarch by cataloging child pornography sent through the US mail. And the only thing that's changed since then is that the world has gone digital. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, or the NCMEC, went international in 1999. The ICMEC was launched by Hillary Clinton and Tony Blair, with Richard Branson acting as a founding sponsor. It has now partnered with law enforcement in over 150 territories, including Interpol and Europol. In 2009, the Clinton Global Initiative partnered with the Polaris Project, and by 2014, they created a global modern-day slavery database of organizations in 199 countries to monitor human trafficking. Also in 2009, Amber Reddy Incorporated selected the Podesta Group, the infamous pedophile art collectors of the WikiLeaks Podesta email scandal, to be their PR company, where they were responsible for promoting Amber Reddy's cell phone technology which created a database of children so that if they ever were abducted, their information was already on file. 
once this child database syndicate was launched, human trafficking increased. Within nine years, the human trafficking industry went from around $30 billion a year to $150 billion a year. Nearly all child pornography is processed and stored within this framework on foreign servers in Sweden. In 2014, President Obama assigned the task of how to manage this gathered intelligence data to John Podesta. The Clintons, the Podestas, and their friends are demonstrably involved on the criminal side of child sex trafficking. If this is news to you, I recommend my report from 2019, Are the Clintons Involved in Human Trafficking?, which is based on the well-researched article by Corey Diggs. And it is this group who manage and run Polaris, the ICMEC, and the NCMEC. And these are the same groups that Angel Studios, producers of The Sound of Freedom, are directing people to as a way to combat child trafficking. The billionaire who has been funding Tim Ballard's operation is Carlos Slim, who has also funded Hillary Clinton and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And if you believe that the Democrats are the problem, then I recommend you look into the Franklin cover-up and the Bohemian Grove. Pedophilia is how the hidden hand controls their politician puppets. Awareness of this horrific problem is good, and perhaps Angel Studios is unaware of who they are promoting. But if we think that the same NGOs whose efforts increased the child sex trade by 500% will somehow end child sex slavery, then maybe we are too emotional to think clearly. And that's a problem because this same cabal is pushing a totalitarian surveillance state. They're already pushing the idea of microchipping your children to keep them safe. And without logic and reason, the people will demand it and our children will be more enslaved than ever. There's so much there that he covered, um, but it's very disturbing, I know, of course it is. Why would they be pushing those groups that have ties to the Clintons? I mean, just Bill Clinton himself, we know, was at least 27 times on Epstein's Island. That's who these people are. So uh, the fact that the guy who funded this film also funds the Clintons and the, and the Gates Foundation is a huge problem. And obviously don't donate to any of those organizations. But I mean, of course it makes sense that the pedophiles want to be the people rescuing the children. So it, it's, it's so disheartening. Of course, I told you to go see the film to wake you up to that and, and, and make you want to, uh, you know, educate others about that so that doesn't go on anymore. Um, and, and it's just, uh, I, again, I think the film is still useful for that. But if people don't know, somehow they are blinded or they've been bought or whatever to fund the groups that we know are no good to stop this evil, and they're part of the evil, that's not good. It's, um, it, it just makes you sick. I mean, Psalm 5, 5 in the Bible says, thou hatest the workers of iniquity. God hates them. I think we talk about God's love far too much in the church. God hates wickedness, and he hates the wicked. He hates them. He is so merciful and long-suffering, um, and he, he has extended uh, salvation there, but, but his wrath is hanging over everyone. It was hanging over me, and I deserved to go to hell until he graciously saved me, and I'm so grateful. But these people will get what's coming to them, but it's just disgusting what's going on right now. I remember Jonathan Edwards' speech from 200 years ago. And he said, God's wrath is just hanging over every sinner. And it's like they're heavy as lead, walking on a rotten floor over the flames of hell, and they're just hanging by a spider's web. And it's just the grace of God that they're not just sucked down into hell at any given moment. Be thankful if you are saved. If you're not saved, you should be in fear of that reality. Yeah, you might not be child trafficking, but you have, you have broken God's laws and his commandments, and you're guilty, and it's, it's sobering, and 
But anyway, Julie asked, she said, you know, last week was a hard one where I talked about America's really lost, which it is. Um, and she said, one of her friends said, they believe that I've just given up and I'm not doing anything anymore. And that's not true. Um, I haven't given up because our job on this earth is to be faithful, living, standing for, and sharing the truth. That's what we're supposed to do. If we do that, our life has been 100% successful, 100% glorifying to God, 100% it has accomplished everything God has wanted us to do. If we live the truth, we stand for the truth, we share the truth, which is the gospel, and, and then we influence those around us to do the same thing. That's what we've been put on this earth to do because that's how we glorify God. So no, I'm, I haven't given up, but I want us to be realistic about the state of affairs because if you're just thinking everything's going to be fine when it's not, that's a dangerous place to be. And so that's why I covered that. So many of you had written in about the Sound of Freedom, so I'm not going to read all those emails because I kind of covered that already. But thank you for your concern about the direction some of that stuff was heading. I appreciate it. Kevin wrote, as there are a lot of differing opinions out there what the Patriots are up to, he says, you know, a lot of people think that uh, the Patriots and Trump will turn us around 180 degrees, meaning they don't see the end of America but a new beginning. How do you respond to that? Well, I, th I think it's uh, something we want to hear, and that would be wonderful. America will not turn around if America does not turn back to God. That's 100% the truth. So whatever Trump's doing, whatever the Patriots doing, are, are not going to do anything unless that's the case. Uh, only God can do this. Why? Because he set in, in the universe a principle that cannot be defied, and that is the principle you reap what you sow. Okay? So a country that says men can have babies is going to be destroyed. Men can marry men. It's going to be destroyed. The Bible, prayer, and Ten Commandments do not belong in our schools. When that's the belief in what is we have allowed to happen, that country will not be around long. P people that are teaching five-year-olds how to have homosexual relations and things like that, um, there is a God. And so those things are going to be punished. So again, doesn't mean we don't do things to be involved, but when we do them, we're doing them prayerfully and we're making sure they're the things God wants us to do. Maybe he just wants us more on our knees. And that was one of the great letters here that I got from Dan. He talked about we need to stop the train of weekly, monthly, and annual church activities and call for special times of urgent concentrated prayer by all members of the congregation who attend and participate. Number two, establish regular weekly services just for prayer. No sermons, no Bible studies, no music, no special speakers, just prayer. Heartfelt, broken, humble prayers of confession, repentance, supplication, and intercession, especially for the rescue of the nation from its ready-to-fall-off-the-edge precarious position. And then he goes into all in American history when people and churches in our country called for that and how God blessed. And I would encourage you to be involved in those things at your church if they're there. If not, have them in your home. Invite friends over and do that. Fasting Fridays, that's what we're trying to do as a group, even though we're separated out. But where we're unified together, praying about these things. We must do that because that's the only solution to the problem. If you care, if you want there to be even the possibility of a future that's not just going down the tubes like it is right now, that's the solution to the problem. Our little measly efforts on things doesn't do much of anything. It just doesn't because there's an agenda, because there's a group of people that don't care what we want to have happen. They have control of Washington, D.C. They have control of the educational system. They have control of the medical industry. They have control of Hollywood and the media. They have control. They don't care how many of us say, well, we don't want this or we don't like this. It doesn't matter. But God can crush them under his fist anytime he wants. So that's why that is so vital. 
another letter from Deb was talking about she wanted more facts on the rise in cancer rates and overall mortality, pre- and post-vax death. I think the best sources for that are uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s, his uh, children's health defense website has tons of great material on there. Ed Dowd has lots of great material. Naomi Wolf has lots of great material. If you go to their websites or their YouTube channels and things, or probably Rumble channels, they have a lot of the stats all there so you can share those with others because it is very powerful once you see that. Now, as I talked about earlier about how everything has been flipped on its head. Everything is the opposite of the way it really is. That's how they're trying to present things. That's why they're destroying the children. That's why the, all the things that are going on are going on. But never before in history has there been movements to try to cut the number of people on the earth, cut population, get rid of human beings. It just, it hasn't happened. Children have always been considered a blessing. People wanted to have children. They help out with the economy of the home. They're your heritage and your future. It's how you have a hand in the future is by having children. So it makes you care more about things that are truly important because you have the children and grandchildren that are gonna live with the consequences of your decisions and the things you do. So it built accountability into everything because even a lost man cared about his children. Well, now, over the last 50 years, the movement since the 70s is no cut population. Get rid of these people. They're worthless, useless eaters. They're destroying the planet, all of, all of which are lies. This agenda is huge. Back in 1992, they set the goal to have a maximum Earth population of 500 million people. And they have pushed abortion and birth control worldwide. And in doing that, they have dramatically cut the birth rates. So they succeeded in that respect. But there's still 8 billion people on the earth. And they want it down at 500 million max. And so that's how we know many things are going to be coming forth and have been uh, that are deadly to people. They'll be pushed as, oh, this is helpful like the 72-shot regiment for our children today of vaccinations. And, and, you know, now autism has gone up 100 times since they started doing that. We see, oh, that's why um, the fertility rates in people has just plummeted over 50% just in the last 20 years. Well, that's the chemicals that they're putting in our food and in our water and, and everything. But I want to tell you, it's purposeful because they stated long ago, 50, 60 years ago, that's our plan. We've got to cut population. Here's just a few of the quotes so you see how real this is. A total population of 250 to 300 million people, a 95% decrease from present levels would be ideal. That's Ted Turner, CNN fame. Robert McNamara, who was a corrupt government official back in the 70s and things, there are many ways to make the death rate increase. <laughs> you can tell he's saying that with glee. Oh yeah, there's a lot of ways we can get rid of these people. Here's another one from the Earth Charter, 1992. So over 30 years ago. The present vast overpopulation, now far beyond the world carrying capacity, cannot be answered by future reductions in the birth rate due to contraception, sterilization, and abortion, but must be met in the present by the reduction of the numbers presently existing. This must be done by whatever means necessary. Here's another one. David Brower. Have you ever heard of the Sierra Club? He was the executive director. Listen, childbearing should be a punishable crime against society. Unless the parents hold a government license, all potential parents should be required to use contraceptive chemicals, the government issuing antidotes to citizens chosen for childbearing. I mean, these people are sick and evil, but they're powerful and wealthy and they are working toward this. Prince Philip, you might have heard of this one, with the World Wildlife Fund. If I were reincarnated, I would wish to be returned to Earth as a killer virus to lower human population levels. 
well, I'm sure they're happy to create that virus to do that on their own. And the last one I'll bring up, Alexander King, the founder of the Club of Rome, one of those wicked uh, globalist groups. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it is only through changing attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself, unquote. Humans are the enemy. Do you know why? I think you do. Because we're made in the image of God, and Satan hates us. And so he wants to get rid of us, and he's found useful idiots that will push forward these ideas as if, oh, it's going to be good for mankind. Those who get to live are going to have a much better place to be. Well, COVID killed millions worldwide through the medical malpractice. The COVID shots have probably sterilized hundreds of millions worldwide, which will help in their agenda. Birth control and vaccinations are causing infertility right now. I think over the next 10 years, it's probably going to drop another 50%. And big pharma is waging war on women. And this has been covered up since the 1950s when they were experimenting with the pill on women that didn't even know what they were doing. And they've studied it ever since. And being exposed to the pill, any woman that's ever been on a birth control pill has a lot less likely um, chance of getting pregnant in the future. It, even when you get off the pill, the studies have shown, no, a lot of those women will never get pregnant again. And they knew that in the studies from the 1950s. But their goal was, we got to cut population. And so I don't understand it. I never have. It makes me so angry why pastors do not speak on these types of things. Women, if you've ever been on the pill you've probably had many, many abortions. The pill does not stop you from getting pregnant and from conception. It just stops the fertilized egg from attaching to the uterine walls so you just have a self-induced abortion. That's all it is. And yet no pastor talks about that. Every newly married couple should be talked about that. Make sure you don't go on the pill ever. If you're going to use some contraceptive means uh, which you need to pray about that to begin with, but don't use one that's abortive. <laughs> and most are, almost all are, and it's unbelievable to me. I think that's going to be one of the greatest shockers when we get to heaven, when all the Christian pro-life women see all these children that they aborted unknowingly because they were lied to about this thing that was just going to stop them from getting pregnant when it really didn't do that. We see the war going on in Ukraine and around the world. There's many wars going on right now. They only focus on the ones they want you focused on, but it causes death and destruction of people and the environment. It destroys the, the soils in those areas because of all the pollution from the explosions and things like that. The, you know, they're cutting worldwide nitrogen, which is fertilizer right now by 25%. So what does that mean? We're gonna have 25% less food next year. So when they're dramatically decreasing food production, millions are going to starve to death. You know that, and they will. You'll never know about it because they're not going to cover that. They're not going to cover when all the people in Africa that are totally dependent on the Ukraine and other European countries, when they're all starving to death, the cameras won't be there. And if they are, it'll be blamed on climate change is killing all these people. It won't be, no, we cut off the food to them because we don't like them. They're human weeds. Then we look at the transgender movement. It's saying humans are mistakes. They're not special. God doesn't know what he's doing because he's putting people in the wrong bodies and on and on. But that's all just part of the depopulation agenda. You lose the ability to reproduce when you get on these chemical drugs and you mutilate your body. They love it. They also know the suicide rates are going to be 90 plus percent in that community. Anyone that actually does these things to mutilate themselves will end up committing suicide. At least 90 percent will. 
And so that's that's good. That cuts population. It's 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 also the transgender movement is a tool to erase parental rights. You can see that right now. They're on something that dramatic, a child permanently mutilating their body. They're saying, parents, you don't have a right to decide if they can or can't do that. And if you try to stop them, we will take them from you. So they didn't pick like a little issue. They picked the most dramatic issue possible to start taking away parental rights and the idea that parents do not have authority over their own children. Another key part of the transgender movement is to erase women's rights and erase 50% of the population's specialness. The, the, the whole idea of a woman, a lady, is special to be protected and taken care of and provided for and, and, and held up. No, no, it's getting rid of all that. And then the last thing it's doing, which is the most evil in a way, it is destroying the distinction between a child and an adult. So pedophilia will be accepted. That's the plus on the LBGT whatever plus thing. That's what the plus is, pedophilia. And they're working toward that right now. In a recent study, 50% of the underclassmen at Harvard University, this is from this year, are now identifying as non-binary, one of the new 65 different genders, 50% of Harvard University. It really is a tool to transform society. They're going to blame the suicide rates on not being accepted instead of on the suicidal self-destruction and mutilation that's taking place from their mental illness. If you think you're a boy and you're in a girl's body, that's a mental illness. You need help and vice versa. I was looking at this this week. Just a couple months ago, the United Nations and these different groups got together and said, here's a compendium on comprehensive sexuality education. Here's a few of the things it says. Consistent with international human rights law standards, states, that means all the countries that are involved in the United Nations, should ensure the provision of comprehensive sexuality education inclusive of all individuals. Homeschoolers, Christian school students, all individuals have to be go through this curriculum and this indoctrination. That's the goal. So much of this is so disgusting and evil. I'm not going to get into details, but it empowers adolescents and young people to make informed decisions about their sexual and reproductive health. A young person, and they talk about down to four years old, they don't have reproductive health. They can't even reproduce at that age. They say it's normal for four-year-olds to be taught to be lustful. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, comprehensive sexuality education is an effective means to address systems of patriarchal domination and toxic masculinity by changing social and cultural patterns of behavior that tend to perpetuate discrimination and violence against women and girls. Then they keep bringing women and girls up when they've just erased all their rights by saying a man, if he says he's a girl, then he's a girl. It's just, it's so much just evil, it's hard to comprehend. What does this equal when you, you, you teach your children this? It equals collapse. Collapse of the civilization, collapse of marriage, family, children. It's collapse of everything. The last thing I'll read from it here is this. Comprehensive sexuality education should not be obstructed in the name of religious and cultural values and beliefs, which are mostly related to the persistence of patriarchalism. The patriarchy, that the father is the head of the home um, and that he is there to protect his wife and children and everything. That's what the war is against. That's all Black Lives Matter was about, is to de destroy the traditional family because when you do, you get the children. And like we've seen in the black community, because the Democrats were able to destroy the family structure, then you have kids just running wild in the streets when you see all this stuff, you realize, no, that's the Democrats destroying the family. When you destroy the family, 
there's consequences. But it's part of the depopulation agenda, too, because a lot of those people, they're not going to want to have children. And so they'll abort their children, and it just keeps going. So when they cry, everything needs to be changed in society, that means everything. And I think Christians need to think about this. They're classifying hate speech as a crime now. And I believe in the very near future, because of the transgender movement, sharing the gospel will be defined as hate speech, and it will be criminalized, where it will be jail time in America in less than five years, I would guess. I don't know that for sure because of that, and because I know Satan wants that to stop. And, and I can see them just setting this up, because what do you do when you share the gospel with someone? You're getting them to acknowledge what they do is evil and wrong and sinful, and they have broken God's laws. And you need to bring up God's laws so they see, oh, I have. I have told lies. I have stolen things. I have blasphemed God. I have looked with lust. And if someone's a homosexual or a transgender, I have mutilated my body. I have, you know, lusted after someone of the same sex. They have to acknowledge that to get saved. You cannot get saved if you don't admit, God, I am wrong and you are right. Please forgive me. You can't get saved. And so Satan doesn't want that happening. And so he is going to do everything in his power to make it against the law. But I think the transgender movement will be working toward that very quickly in the very near future because they'll say, you telling a transgender there's something wrong with him which it's already a crime in, in California, and that they need to turn from their sin that is hateful, and you're going to jail for it. But I really think that depopulation is the name of the game right now. In many clever ways, they're getting it to it, like the, the transgender movement, which is the death of innocence. It's the depopulation of people that are able to reproduce and things like that. But that just means... Again, the, the things are going to keep coming, as we know, but they're going to keep coming because they need to cut population by 90% or more worldwide. That's all the climate hoax is about. The climate hoax is about this, locking up the Earth's resources. Why? Because that equals poverty, starvation, and death. All wealth comes out of the ground. All wealth. So when you lock up the ground, you lock up the resources you're going to create poverty, which creates starvation, which creates death. That's what's going to happen, and that's what they're doing right now. Like I already talked about, they're cutting right now fertilizer 25% worldwide. They're closing farms to save the planet. They're eliminating cows. They're pushing to have every single country by 2030 cut their energy consumption by 50%. What does that equal? Poverty and starvation. If you don't have energy, you're not going to last long. Now they're talking openly about blacking out the sun. They've been doing it for decades with the, the geoengineering and stuff. But now openly, yeah, yeah, we need to spray toxic chemicals in the atmosphere to reflect the sun's rays. And I heard a guy talking. It was so funny the way he said he goes, they spend hundreds of billions of dollars on solar panels and then say it's time to block out the sun to save the planet. <laughs> that's how suicidal they are. They don't even know it, but that's how inconsistent they are because everything they say is a lie. But isn't that funny? Hundreds of billions of dollars worth of solar panels are going up all over the world, and now we got to block out the sun. And the things they spray, I was watching a video, in fact, we have it below this week. You can watch that with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and um, this man that's an expert on geoengineering. But he noticed in his solar panels when they spray those things, you think, oh, that's not blocking that much. He says, but my solar panels, sometimes it was cutting their productivity by 70%. Watch that video. It's a good one. The climate hoax is the excuse they're using right now to brainwash the young to have no children. Don't ever even think about having children. They've made them so selfish anyway with the way they've made them focus on themselves. I don't think they'll want to have them anyway, but that's huge. So no marriage, no family, no children. 
just through those sex education courses, teach you just do whatever you want and then have an abortion if you get pregnant. You know, humans have been redefined or recharacterized as the enemies of the planet, a virus on the earth that needs to be eliminated. And millions are believing those lies. The individual is the enemy. And um, no rights, no private property, no freedom. But that's all part of this depopulation agenda. That's why everything's kind of ending in death. One, that's the only thing Satan has to sell. I mean, all those that hate me love death. That's what God tells us in the Bible about wisdom. When you hate wisdom, you love death. And then Satan, that's all he's selling is death and destruction because he loves it. But I just think we're going to see more things escalating. Maybe the 5G stuff giving people more cancer. The shots as they keep pushing the COVID shots when they've already proven to be ineffective, but the cancer rates are going up and the mortality rates are going up, even among young people. And the sudden death incidents are going up, but they're just going to keep pushing. Nothing will stop them from pursuing this course of death. Nothing. So we have to take control individually of ourselves and of those around us. And, and what's some of the solutions? Here's some of the solutions. Are you ready? I think you are. You're probably discouraged. That's all discouraging, but there's some real positive things to it. If all those people are committing suicide, causing the death of themselves and their family trees by not having children, whatever, and we keep having them and we keep raising them to love and fear God, we are going to multiply and things are going to change dramatically. So here's what you need to do. You need to get married, have lots of children, homeschool them, build homes, plant vineyards, start businesses, and be ye holy because God is holy. Live a righteous life where God will be blessing you. Get out of their evil schemes. We need to say no to all their technologies that are dumbing us down. Do you know the current attention span of 35 and under? I was watching something this week. They say it's about 15 seconds. How can you educate someone? How can you teach and train someone if they can only pay attention for 15 seconds? That's what those phones and technologies have done. We need to listen to books on tape to build back our brain and our imaginations and our ability to listen. Listening is so important. It's great to read books too, but it's great to listen to them. So you're training your mind to pay attention and to follow the words and to follow the story and have your mind create those realities, which are far better than anything Hollywood can do. But those are important. We need to say no to the United Nations, no to the World Health Organization, no to the World Economic Forum and all their foolishness. We need to say no to establishment Republicans and Democrats. Don't be part of that. No to the medical establishment. We need to get where we're more self-sufficient and taking care of ourselves and eating right and exercising and getting rest so that we don't need as much of that. So many of the health problems today, I would say 95 plus percent of all health problems in the world are by people abusing their bodies. They're not taking care of themselves, especially in America. You know, we're approaching almost 50% of Americans are obese. That's not taking care of your temple. We, we need to go on diets. We need to eat right. We need to have the discipline to do that. We need to say no to the corporate food systems because they're not producing food that should be eaten by anybody. We need to say no to the government educational system, to the multinational corporations that are promoting and funding things that are continuing this depopulation agenda, continuing the totalitarian control agenda. We just need to pull it in close, local, family, friends, right in our communities where we are. We need to buy local, be self-sufficient, be connected to people. They do not have the power to implement all this stuff like they want us to believe. They don't. They want us to think they do, but I remember I told you once I'd studied this, but our entire military and police force in America, if you put them all together, I think it's three and a half million. I'm not positive about that. I can't remember, but all of those together, if it came to totalitarian measures, uh, to martial law, 
they could only lock down six cities in America. All that combined. That's why they're setting up the digital gulag around us right now in the invisible walls and the CBDC because they know they don't have the manpower to force us to do anything. But if they can get control of the things we use to sustain ourselves, like food and water and energy and money and everything, then they can control from afar, which is their goal. But if we've said no to all those things and we have the supply line to everything we need right by us, they're going to have trouble with this. But we just need to say no to their self-destructive plans and say yes to freedom, to righteousness, to obedience to God and his commands. That's what we need to do. And just one person at a time, let people understand that. Especially people you know that are Christians. Encourage them to live like a Christian to be separate, to be living in such a way that's glorifying to God. That is the single greatest thing any individual person can do because that makes God want to bless us and what we're doing individually, if nothing else. And that's where things are. But many are waking up. There's great hope in that. But if their efforts are simply to, to build back of their own strength, it's not going to do anything. But there is hope if we build back with God's strength as we're told in 2 Chronicles 7.14. We had this as a verse before in the past, but I'm going to do it again for the new people that maybe haven't memorized this. Listen carefully to this. This is the answer and the solution to our problem. If my people, which are called by my name, that means the Christians, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, the Christians, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That is the only solution to our country. That's it. No presidential election, no getting the right people in Congress. We do those things. We vote for the right people because it's right. But if we are deluded into thinking Trump getting back in there or majority in Congress is going to solve the rot in our country. We are lying to ourselves and we can't do that. But if we think God is powerful enough to destroy the wicked, to wipe them out, to bless our efforts, to bless our families and to help us as we seek to glorify him, that is the truth. And that is a great path worth following, regardless of if he chooses to act in that way or not. We'll be grateful for all eternity. But anyway, I appreciate you. Hope you have a great week. And until next week, God bless you. Mm -hmm.